Yeah, Rap Radar Podcast, Ellie Wilson. This is B-Dot. B-Dot, you're back in California, buddy. Back in California. Thank you, man. You, you're dedicated to this Rap Radar Podcast. It's like my second thing. home at this point, yo. <laughs> I tell you, you got to move out here, man. I'll get a nice studio somewhere in the valley. Let's do it, man. Let's <laughs> do it, man. We're doing a doubleheader today, man. We got the live Kalani one, but right now we're about to talk to your guy, Gangsta Gibbs, Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. We've known this guy for a long time. I think since our origins. We started Rap Radar in 2009, and he's been a part of it ever since. Yeah, what was the one you think you put me up was he had the long title, right? Midwest Gangster Music, uh, Cadillac yeah, Music. Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all one word, yeah, right? Yeah, kind of like the, a play on the Outcast joint. Yeah, but, uh, that's yeah. the first time I heard Box about it. Box Cadillac him. Music, I think that's what it was, if I'm not mistaken. And we decided, you know, Freddie's doing a lot of press to promote this album. Um, we decided to have his manager Lambo join us, right? Yeah, Lambo's been part of his journey ever since, you know what I'm saying, since the early days. And um, I think it's only right that, you know, he gets to speak and sp- say his piece, you know, and um, he has a lot of insight too. He's been part of the major label system for a long time as well. So it's always good to talk to people that are behind the scenes and making things move. Yeah, they built a whole movement, man. ESGN, man, man, we had some ESGN t-shirts. Yo, remember and all that? that? That's when we first. I think we one of the first times we connected with Freddie was probably like 2000 and maybe 10 or 12. I don't remember the exact date, but it was during the South by Southwest days, and um, he had the ESGN um, t-shirts, and we were wearing them down at South by in, in uh, Austin, Texas. And I think it was also coinciding at the time on the Rap Radar website, which you probably still find um, his pro his uh. Oh, sports column, sports right? Scholar, yeah, sports he had a sports, he's yeah. a writer for the rap radar.com. Before the ringer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We was, he, was, he was a yeah. sports columnist, and we did that every week. So, you know, our, our ties are strong. And he cares about your list, though, man. What is it? You like this new album? I, 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 I fuck with that album. <laughs> I, think, I don't know where it's going to land within the top 10, but I think it's going to land somewhere. All right, man. So we're going to get into it right now, man. We got Gangsta Gears. We got his manager, Lambo. We back at it, man. Doubleheaded today. Doubleheaded, man. I got to go change clothes and go. Got to get ready for Kalani. Yeah. <laughs> Rap Radar Podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah, Rap Radar Podcast. Elliot Wilson. Speed out. Speed out. What's up, baby? I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good because we know these guys from way back, man. Long time coming. I guess you could say the uh, pioneers are helpful in this Rap Radar thing. Wow. Man. Yeah, man. Remember we pioneer. used to be- <laughs> <laughs> I like my name being spoken with Pioneer. <laughs> We got Lambo, man, super manager extraordinaire, Freddie Gibbs, Gangsta Gibbs. Thank you, man. I'm smoking my mama. my ESGN t-shirt, ESGN, man. right? We got to make some more. We got to make some. We're going to bring that. We're going to bring those shirts back. We definitely, people ask for them every day, so. They were sold out. And, of course, sold so separately is out right now. Um, you know, that was a line from your song, Education, of Bandana, right? Yep, yep. So what, 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 when did you realize that was going to be the title of this new project? Um, Honestly, uh... As soon as I rapped that line, I was like, my next album, I'm going to call my next album that. So that's <laughs> just was like, but Alfredo came before it. So I was like kind of working on this and Alfredo at the same time. So, you know, but it worked out. What right. does it mean to you? Why did you, what did you love that, that line? And what does it symbolize to you? Um, I was just feeling myself that day. I was like, oh, that's that, that line. So, so separately, I was like, hmm, that's hard. Three, three S's. I was like, yeah, I'm going to make that. I'm going to title the album that. But, um. You know, life's a gamble. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, I take, I definitely take a lot of risk. You know, every day. So you know, I wanted to kind of convey that message in the title of the album for sure. Right. Yeah, well, I wasn't expecting that. Like the whole casino thing. Like go to real concept album with it. Like I don't even gamble, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, you getting your Drake on and stuff. Like, no, you know, like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't gamble. I don't sports bet. I don't do none of that shit. Niggas be like, I keep my, I spend my money on stripper hoes. <laughs> 
Text the right label off. rappers here. Hello. That one kind of has like a Tribe Called Quest feel, like the Midnight Marauders with like the tour guide and the narration. Like, mm. was that kind of uh, something that you were trying to convey? That's definitely a, a, a Lambo uh, move right there. You know what I mean? He uh, injected his creativity into it. You know, um, you know, he made it real easy for me this time around. All I really had to do was just show up and rap. Mm. You know what I mean? But uh, he, uh, you know, he pretty much came with a lot of these concepts. And, you know, the music just made it, uh, you know, all come together. You know, it made it all stick. So I read uh, somewhere you said it's like Aliens meets Casino. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, we like having these dope concepts with our projects because, you know, we don't just want to just give you some, you know, disposable music. You know, I want you to, you know, actually feel this. You know, we got to make it as tangible as possible. You know, how did you land on that Lambo? Like what made you come up with some of the casino ideas? I mean, we were in Vegas, I think. For day in Vegas, because we'd already started the album mm-hmm. and we had kind of been throwing it. We already had the title and everything, yeah. but um, we were in Vegas and I think it just hit us like probably at, like mm-hmm. three in the morning, you know, just like a uh, Vegas casino. We had talked about like an Illuminati, like selling your soul type of thing, you mm-hmm. know, with UFOs and Vegas and Area 51, and it kind of just all came together. Yeah, and like you said, the Midnight Marauders thing that was definitely something we thought about, mm. uh, more of like paying homage, but also it was like. Quemini and AT Aliens and it's like kind of just being kids of the 90s we're used to like albums being experiences Mm -hmm. and I feel like as time passes that gets more and more lost as it's all very digital and like Mm. like first week it's over yeah so I think like we wanted to give people like a world to like kind of reside in almost like a movie you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Uh, more so than just like an album I was wondering, coming off, like you said, these sort of classic albums with Mad Lib and then Alchemist, like, <laughs> now you're doing this major label thing, it's your album, you're not doing one producer, like, to find that sort of structure of what the album was going to be, like, and you know, you teased that it, it took three years in some sense, so that, by that skit at the end, like, what was that journey like, putting this album together for you? Uh, I mean, the whole thing was a journey, I had to make those albums to make this one, hmm. you know, uh, I, if I didn't make um, Pinata, Bandana, and Alfredo and all of that, then, uh, I wouldn't have been able to make this because those, you know, taught me a lot of lessons along the way on, you know, how to make a classic album. So I was like, all right. One thing I had to do is I had to kind of like, I had to shake the stigma of that I could only like make a classic album with one producer. Mm -hmm. So that was my goal, you know what I mean? Um, But like I said, those albums, you know, trained me to make this one. So um, it it, it all like to 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 me, you know what I mean. It, it's just all coming full circle with Triple S. I think this is the best album I ever made. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, like I said, not taking nothing away from nothing that I did in the past, but I think you know it ain't a lot of guys that like make their best projects like this late in their career. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you've been on the independent circuit for years. You know, like this album's been released to Warner. Like, what made it so Damn attractive? It <laughs> <laughs> like, what 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 was so attractive <laughs> with doing business with them? Uh, it was Norvay for the most part, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Shout out to Norvay. He really uh, put that play together, you know, because, you know, me and Lambo, it didn't really, you know, make a difference, you know, to us, like, uh, how it was coming out, you know, it, it kind of did, but it didn't, you know. We got Grammy nominated, you know what I mean? Like, just us doing us. So, you know, it don't really, uh, I think the key is just, you know, just, just making the product and, and working with good people. And we work with a lot of good people over there, and you know we fo- we formed a lot of good relationships, so it worked out for the best. You but know Lambo, I, mean? I know you had a lot of aversion towards labels in the past, right? You even gave uh, <laughs> A&R's new meaning. Oh, alcohol and restaurants. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it was an aversion so much as like we're so used to doing it ourselves. Yeah, and 
we kind of figured out our own way to do things and we realized we were doing it at the same level as a lot of people that had these big deals. So it kind of had to be like, how can you help enhance us more mm -hmm. than like get in the way of it? Because I've seen so many artists be independent and go to a big corporation and you can tell it gets messed up. Mm -hmm. yeah. From the jump, like I told Julian and Norvay and everybody like that can't happen because we've built too much goodwill with our fans to let that happen. And they were very like helpful as far mm -hmm. as just like do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we made now and we wanted to make like, Freddie's not holding his tongue. It's not like he's not being political, like in a, in a industry way. It's like, this is me. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. the album I would have made as an independent artist. Maybe I have more budget now to make mm. it, but that was super important to us. So yeah. you said A&R's alcohol and restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? I just, you know, I mean like, what, what are A&R's doing these days? They definitely are finding talent and signing it. They're just taking you to dinner. They're taking you to dinner and they're taking you out to drink. So. <laughs> you, have some, you have to have some nice dinners ready? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Shout have out to Norvay. Oh, we got to say, if someone puts that on a t-shirt, Rap Radar, Benjamin Lamb, or Freddie Gibbs need like a percentage. Yeah, man. I call the restaurants. <laughs> it's on the record. I got that. It's on the record. You know, you guys had a lot of success, like I said, on the independent circuit. And I even read in Rolling Stone, Fred, that you felt like you compare your career to the box of Marvin, Marvin Hagler, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, why is that? I was watching um, a documentary on Showtime with, uh, it was like, what was it like Four Kings or something something like that? Yeah, with Duran and Sugar Ray. Yeah, and like uh, Marvin Hagler's story was probably the most compelling to me because it was just like, man, he was so good. And like, everybody was like scared to fight him. And he, but he could never get, you know, title shots. Mm. You know what I mean? He had to fight, like it was one fight that he fought, I think it was something like where uh, Sugar Ray Leonard made 10 million that night and he made like 40,000. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, and he was on the undercard and he like, damn, I gotta fight this motherfucker to, you know what I mean? To, to, to get to that level. Like, yeah, to mm -hmm. get to that level. So I should be fighting Sugar Ray. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in the end, I think that uh, he started getting a success, you know, with the belts later on in his career, but you know, he proved to be a real sturdy boxer, man. And he was one of the greats, man. It just, you know, he had the, his journey was just different than all the rest of the guys. Mm. You know? yeah. So you feel like you kind of had to go through the, definitely up the ranks. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? It's, it, I, I definitely had to, uh, my, my career path is definitely a, a unique one mm. when it comes to a rapper. You know what I mean? Uh, especially me trying to find my way um, in, you know, the early 2000s times when rap was probably a little bit more, I'd say, geographical mm, you know right. what i mean like uh where you uh are from and you know things of that nature they they mattered right you know and i'm from a little ass small town so it was just like you know now you know you can be a superstar on the internet i don't even know where rappers be from now mm. they, just, they from the internet right. america online yeah, they from america right. online like i'd be like, I'd be like right. where this dude from might be like like i was like damn like where's like trippy red from like i don't even know right yeah you know what i'm saying like but i love the music mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i, I think that the internet and all of that type stuff, it took that out of rap, you know what I mean? And I just had to just go through a lot of different eras to still, you know, be here. But, you know, you gotta adapt, you know, the game changes, you know, um, the, the way we package the music changes, the way mm -hmm. we sell it, the way we, you know, um, bringing it across, the way we present it, like everything goes through a cycle, you know? I think right now we just, we in a high volume shooter era of mm -hmm. rap. You know, and it's like you damn near got you got to put a lot of music out there, you know, yeah. <laughs> to satisfy the beast. You know, yeah. but you took it back on Space Rabbit. Up, you said I remember when I used to want to be in G Unit. I did. 
<laughs> me too. I was, like, I was like, yo, how can I get into GU? You know what I'm saying? Gary, but, Indiana. You don't have anybody for Gary, Indiana. Yeah, man, where do that, I apply? Yeah, where do I apply? How do I do this? You know what I mean? That was like, I mean, you know, that was a, a real inspiring time. That was when I first started rapping in that era. So, you know, like I said, I always got love for 50 Cent because he definitely inspired my career. You know what I'm saying? With his, it was, uh, he one of my favorite rappers of all time, for sure. Do you think he sounded like Buck at that time? Hell no. I don't, think I, <laughs> I don't think I did. I think that probably because we maybe was a little country. Mm. You know what I mean? They probably heard that when I talked the rap, but I didn't. I don't think that I. I ain't sound like I was from fucking Tennessee. Man. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, God damn. I mean, I know I got my family down there and shit, but yeah. I was like, nah, I don't sound like them country ass niggas. Man, but what did you hear when you first heard Gibbs? Like people that may not know, like his demo that I found on on this website, SouthwestConnection.com. Wow. Wow. Mm. Super wow. random website. Cause I was, I was bringing my boss to Interscope. I was at Berkeley. I was an intern. So I would be at school during the school year in the summer, be in the office. But he was like, find me a rapper who's not from LA, New York, Atlanta, or Chicago. Wow. Mm. I was like, all right, this is like a puzzle, you know? <laughs> so, so I brought him like Chameleon Air, Mike Jones, all that stuff. No, I brought him, I brought him a bunch of stuff, all the stuff from the Bay. Cause I was in the Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. Little B, I was like, you should sign him as a solo artist. This is like 2005. No. Mm. Uh, bring him Freddie. Found him on southwestconnection.com. It was like a demo. And he was rapping on the Allen Iverson Jules beat. Wow. He was dissing Chingy or somebody. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had another you song. You don't want that smoke. Freddie don't want that smoke. That's not that a rap smoke. beef he wants. I don't want no more no smoke. smoke I, think, Chingy. I think you'd only been rapping for like four months. Yeah, probably like four months. Wow. He sounded like Timbaland on another song. but there was like but he but i was like damn he has like he could really he had like could really rap he was like super lyrical he had like a crazy flow you could tell it was raw you know what i mean yeah Yeah. he'll say the same thing you could tell i know everything was 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 distinctive you heard something there was something about it like he had a really strong voice and there was a picture of him where he was wearing a bo jackson throwback jersey Hmm. and he had two pistols in his back pocket (laughs) you know in his waistband (laughs) and i was like this is crazy i was like gary indiana and I, you know, Michael Jackson, like what? I didn't know about Gary. Yeah. I didn't know how crazy it was. Um, my boss signed him. I, you know, I sent him like a demo. I put, kind of put together certain songs and, and then they hit him and he thought it was a joke. Yeah. Mm. I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, y'all calling me? I was like, yeah, right. Fly and, this me is, and this is the height of Interscope, right? I was, like, yeah, I was like, fly yeah. me and my homie out tomorrow. Then. And they was like, all right. This is shady aftermath G unit. And they flew yeah, us right. out, and then you know, like a, I say, in like a span of like four to five months, we probably had a situation. And I yeah. was just like, "Fuck!" And I don't think we met for like a year. We did. Oh wow! Nah, he was still in school, and I was just in the office. I think we were talking like instant messenger. We, we would talk on instant messenger every day mm. on AOL. <laughs> you talk about that on Blackest in the Room. You had bars back when Lambo had the CD, your demo in the CDR. Do you remember what was on that demo? Like some of the songs? Some bullshit. <laughs> Nothing good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was enough to, like I, like I said, for, to get his attention and for him to see the, mm-hmm. the talent was there. You know, um, I think that, you know, I, still to this day, I'm still growing as a, a, a artist and still learning how to do different things and, and um, you know, musically. That's why this album, my best album, because I'm, you know, I'm at my best. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I'm at my peak, yeah. you know, and I'm going to, you know, continue to keep, you know, getting better at it. I don't, I, I don't think that, I don't see myself falling off. I think I can master the art and not falling off because I think I can do this for a long time masterfully for, for a while. Right. Because you got to think about, like, how many artists 
like 17 years into their career mm. are at their best, you know what I mean? And getting yeah. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that, I don't know if that's ever happened. I'm a student of the game, you know? You know what I mean? Like, top to bottom, you know, I'm in the car listening to, you know, like I said, I just got done listening to Kodak Black album, you know, that shit hard. I was mm-hmm. listening to that in the car, so it's like, you know, I'm studious of this shit. I'm studying it and I'm looking at it and I'm, you know, I, I know what I gotta do, you know? So uh, I gotta kinda know what everybody else doing yeah. too, you know what I mean? Not to um, copy it or anything of that nature, just to be aware, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it, I, I just comp- I compare rap to like sports, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? If niggas in the league is sh- shooting, if everybody in the NBA shooting threes, you gotta fucking shoot threes too or you gonna lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, niggas are scoring 140 points in a game, you yeah. know what I mean? So. If you don't score 140 points and you only get 100. But don't you have to be leery of those trends? I saw you tweeted something, Lambo. You Definitely. said we survived the CD era, the mixtape era, the blog era, the iTunes era, streaming era by being different. Yep. If you see a trend, run the other way. Yep. Correct. But you also, like you said, I survived all those eras by adapting though. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you can't chase every trend, but you definitely got, like I said, you got to adapt to the game. Right. You know what I mean? The game going to change around you or you're going to be out of it. Yeah. You know, you're going to be done. You know. What trends do you see happening now? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, uh, I think the game is going toward just like high volume, a lot of albums out in a year per artist type thing. You know, what I mean, I think the um, the experience of the, of the music is, you know, like I said, it's becoming like you mm-hmm. know, it's one and done, like over and done with real quick. Mm-hmm. It's real disposable. You know what I mean? So to combat that, I think that you just gotta just um, just have like you know, dope, you know, like rollouts and things mm-hmm. of that nature that that, that make the uh, project an experience. And I think you can you can still high volume shoot and still do that at the same time. This is just, it's just gotta be a way to tie everything together. You know what I mean? If you're gonna put out three albums in a year, I think that you just gotta make them tie together some kind of way and yeah. you know, but uh, it can be done masterfully, correctly. I thought it was interesting with this album when I think like you're getting a major label and I see you in the studio with Pharrell and like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Freddie's gonna get with all the big producers and he's gonna try these different sounds and then mm-hmm. we get the album and it's pretty much the elevated essence of Freddie Gibbs. Like, Yeah, I just really, um, I let every producer and every rapper on the album, you know, um, I kind of, I set the tone, you know, for what I wanted. And, you know, they kind of, you know, I kind of like brought them into my world, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I did what needed. Um, I put the clothes on that fit me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I didn't go and try to, you know, do somewhere, something oversized. Like, you know, I, I tailor made this thing to me. You know what I mean? If it was a producer that I worked with, I worked with him until I got what was needed to complete this. You know what I mean? And. That's that's how it went. Is it draining that people seem like they really connect to when you get real dark or introspective, or you you know bear your bear the pain, the soul, and go through the tough, you know, tell talk about tough times or talk about tough betrayal and experiences like that in your music? I feel like that that's like to me some of your strongest content. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Um, you gotta dig deep, you know what I mean? Like I said, you know, you gotta give my life like an open book, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And shit, the shit been open for years, so I yeah. just might as well just like. You know, <laughs> let it all hang out on the record. You know, this this thing is therapeutic for me. So that that's that's you know the I, of course I use it to make money, but <laughs> it's also you know it, it's it's good for my soul to let you know let these uh, emotions and things out and through the music. You know, is it hard to listen to back back on it? When Hell it no, nah, I was just bumping my shit on the plane. <laughs> a girl asked me the other day. She was like. You don't be feeling weird listening to your own shit. I'm like, hell no, nah, turn that shit up. <laughs> Stream me. Well, I thought that was a hard line when you said a lot of shit that broke my heart, but it fixed my vision. Yeah. That's that's the powerful line. Yeah, that's just a part of growing up. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're gonna see a lot of things that uh, you know, might hurt you a little bit, but you know, it's helpful at the same time. Yeah.
I saw that you said you were in a dark place recording this album too, right? Yeah, definitely, man. Um, yeah, for sure, definitely. I was going through a lot. Mm. Uh, I was having a baby. My daughter right now, she's about to turn two. So mm-hmm. that was going on like uh, during the, um, this time. And it was like totally unexpected. So it was just like, Shh. you know what I mean? Like, mm. damn, I got another baby. <laughs> <laughs> damn, you know what I mean? So that right there was kind of, you know, um, a tough thing to deal with, um, you know. You know, I lost a, a, a couple of close friends in that time period. I was shooting a movie, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, learning how to, you know, act, you know, on mm-hmm. the spot, <laughs> right? You know what I mean, and really uh, digging into that role and you know trying to perfect that as well as as well as recording this album. You know, in the what middle mean? of a pandemic, in the middle of a mm-hmm. pandemic as well. Yeah. Like I couldn't even go in the delivery room when my daughter was being born because of the COVID. Mm. You know, it was like either me or um, or her mother. You know what I mean? Wow. So it was just, it, it 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 was a you know, it was definitely a tough time. But I think that uh, you know, um, God sorted it out the correct way and let me you know put it out in the music. So I'm happy about it. <laughs> I ain't tripping. Also, saw that you re-released Triple uh, S as a deluxe. Yeah. And you put out uh, the Triple S exercises on there, like Minotti. <laughs> And all the other, like the, the joint that you did over Nas's project, yeah. Nas's song. Yeah, Big Boss Rabbit. Big yeah. Boss Rabbit, that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, why did you decide to do that? Just because they felt like they didn't get the shine that they deserved? Nah, that's record label tactics. Oh, that's okay. how you make the... It's like... It's a streaming game, To baby. keep the hotel theme, it's like housekeeping. Yeah. All this laundry's everywhere. Let's all put it in one basket. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like... You, you might have heard the album, but not heard the Lucy's. Mm, we call yeah. them premium Lucy's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. These like, Lucy's might be better than somebody else's album. It's like the, with, with the streaming era, it's like, shit, I could re-rock Triple S like three times. Like, <laughs> I might be, I can give you like two or three versions of this motherfucker. You want Triple S, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like I, the bonus, yeah. the triple deluxe, I, what you want? Quadruple X. Yeah, quadruple S, what you want? You know what I mean? Like we could re-rock this motherfucker a couple times. That's the good thing about you know, yeah. like I said, this high volume music shooting there. You know what I mean? Like I can make three new songs tomorrow and be like, "Hey, you want this version?" Like niggas, <laughs> niggas be changing their album the day it come out and shit like that. So it's just like you know, it's, it's you know, I, I love it. Also got like talk about the new versions. You also kind of like pay homage to the old version of songs. There's a lot of interpolation on this project, like on Pain and Strife, Decode It, like yeah, interpolating Bone Thugs, Fifty Cent, How We Do. Yeah. Like, was that your intention to kind of? take those old joints and kind of repackage them? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it show you where I come from musically. It show mm. you what I listen to. It show you, like I said, that I'm a student of the game. You know what I mean? You see, you hear that in the music. Um, you a fan of that stuff and you you like, oh, okay, I see where he going yeah. with that. And I feel like another thing that I'm doing is paying homage and, and showing like younger guys, you know, what that stuff is. They, cause so they hear me say it and they hear it on another record and they're like, oh, damn, that's where he got that from. Mm. Or this was this. You know, we all, you know, all this music shit sticks together. You know what yeah. I mean? So I was having a conversation with um, my uh, big homie, Richie Rich, from the Bay. Mm-hmm. And he was like. The OG, the OG? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. And uh, he was like, man, you know what? You know why we so good at, why you so good at rapping and why we, we do this shit to perfection like this? And then I was like, why? He was like, because we was raised on music. We weren't raised on rap. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of guys these days, this new era guys, they kind of raised on rap. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, I think that uh, just like even with the stuff that Puff was saying when he was saying that shit, like R&B is dead and then Usher got out of his ass. I was liking <laughs> that shit. I like what Usher got out of his ass about that shit. <laughs> right. Because the truth, like Usher said, like everything come from 
rap, it wouldn't be no rap without no R and B. Mm. You know what I mean? And stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, that all, all of this stuff comes together, you know what I mean? I remember I used a uh on a, a bandana, I used like a, a, a master P line or something like that. They got on my ass. Master P hit me Fiend, about that right? shit. <laughs> oh Fiend line. Yeah. yeah, I said uh on the uh intro uh Freestyle shit yeah. or some shit. I said, don't hit the trap if I don't got to My weed habit so close to snow powder. Well, no limit records hit my ass. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no limit studio. Who this? Limit this P? Yeah, this P. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just paying homage, bro. Yeah, I'm like, yo, homage, bro. bro. I'm like, I'm just paying homage, bro. But don't, you know what I mean? But speaking of Puff, though, you didn't, he didn't like when you paid homage on gold rings? I heard you say he didn't uh, like it. Yeah, we, yeah, that's Puff, my nigga, though. He, he just... <laughs> <laughs> he was uh I was letting him hear the album early and he was like, I don't like that song. <laughs> and I was like, why nigga niggas like it? He was like, You talking about the bitch on the song too much, too, too long. It's a story. I was like, all right. He was Puff was drunk, man. This was fourth of July. It was a party atmosphere. Yeah, he probably hear it now. Allegedly, oh, allegedly. Hard, you know what I'm saying? So Pusha T did a sting on that song though, mm-hmm. man. Shit. That's like one of the verses of the year, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about paying homage though. I saw on Twitter that you shouted out a lot of people from Gary Indiana and from the Midwest. I think you're definitely like the the biggest rapper out of Indiana, but you also said the crime Duh. family. Indiana. Hell no. You know, you got Grind Family thugged out, C- CCA, Rick Jilla, and the Godfather, Finger Roll. Like, why was it important to, like, pay homage to those guys? I mean, you know, shit, they showed me that you can make rap music coming from where we from. Those the first guys that had, like, packaged up CDs, music, things of that nature. So I was just like, damn, you know, if they could do that, then was stopping me from doing that. So, mm. you know, it was a, uh, that was the inspiration right there, you know? Yeah. Your father's the one that introduced you to rap though, right? Yeah, hell yeah. My dad, yeah. <laughs> Shout out my dad. My dad introduced me to all forms of music, period. If, uh, if I was, if he was listening to it, I was listening to it. Mm. But uh, yeah, really gangster rap for sure. Like that nigga was bumping Ghetto Boys, uh, Ice Cube, Kill That Wheel. That was probably like that nigga favorite tape. That nigga was bumping that shit every day. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> You keep listening to this Jack shit every day. Damn. We was bumping um, Ghetto Boys. That was like the first tape that he got me. And I had a little Walkman. Damn, I'm showing my motherfucking age. Yeah, yeah. Nigga, I had a Walkman, a Discman. I had a motherfucking yeah. uh, Zoom. <laughs> Zoom. Mini disc player. Mini disc, nigga. iPod. Discman. Buying singles. Yeah. He got me, me that Ghetto Boys tape. And I remember because I was, I was scared of that shit. We can't be stopped. We can't be stopped because it was a midget on the motherfucker with his eye shot out. <laughs> Bushwick Bill. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? So it was like, you know, them motherfuckers was like, my Scarface, Willie D, and Bushwick was like comic book characters to mm. me or something like that. But it was like real life shit that was going on. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's why, you know, shit, I've been hooked on on, on their music, you know, since shit, fourth grade. That's right. what we both bonded over really originally was Ghetto yeah. Boys. Ghetto Boys. Like. If you're from Gary and Chicago area, like Scarface is like God to you. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, from my era, you know what I mean? Like that was like, he set the standard of rap. It's like he like he the best gangster rapper ever of all time. Mm. So it's like, all right, if you can get in there and bar up with Scarface, and yeah, you got uh, you got you know, you got some. Is that why you decided yeah. to close the record with Decoded? With Always. I mean, shit. Anytime I can get a, a chance to rap with Brad, I'm a rap with him. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? that might have been his last verse when I. <laughs> He, he didn't even know he was on the album because he did. He, he did forgot. The, he forgot. <laughs> a Lambo got that call. I got, yeah, he that, got the call. I got the fucking call. He said, "What the fuck am I doing?" He's like, "What does this shit? I'm on your album." I was like, 
we did that shit uh, like a year ago and I'm putting it out. He was like, nah, no, I didn't. I'm done rapping, man. I don't want you to think niggas mm -hmm. think I'm out of retirement, man. You're going to have niggas calling me <laughs> to get verses and shit, man. And I'm like, man, all right, man, I'll take it off. And then he was like, yeah, take that shit off. I ain't cleared it. <laughs> then he called me like an hour later. He was all, yeah, yeah, I forgot, bro. You right, bro. I <laughs> <laughs> love face, man. That's, that's... Go, going back to your father, you know, congrats, congratulations to him. He beat cancer. Yeah, definitely. You know, he talked about that on definitely. the project. Uh, I know you guys were estranged for a long time. Like, has your relationship gotten better? Oh, yeah, we good now. Okay. You know, like, you know, that's just growing up as men, you know, um, you know, taking, you know, different paths and just being, you know, on my own, you know what I mean? And But we good, though. Me and my dad, we ain't never not like this. Okay. You know, we could be mad at each other. That's that's anybody in the family, but we ain't never not like this. We ain't never locked in. If it ain't, you know, if it, if it weren't for him, it wouldn't be no me. Right. So, you know, we all, you know, we, we can disagree, agree to disagree. Being that he's a singer in the Shylights, you've been in his shows? Nah, you know what? I, uh, you know, before, but I need to go to some recent ones, man. This, you know, I've been so busy, but uh, they about to be doing like some residency thing in Vegas, so I'm about to be popping up to that, man. <laughs> I, I love seeing my dad do his thing, man. It's, you know, that's always, uh, you know, been his dream, you know, and I feel like he put a lot of his uh, musical stuff to the side, you know, to struggle and, you know, try to raise his kids and, mm. you know, just being in Gary, Indiana and, you know, so it's, I thank God that God put me on the path to do this because, you know, I feel like my dad kind of living it through me too. So mm. I love that for him. And then moms made the album too at the end of Gar a Grandma's Story. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no, no remind her, dog. She already, she's she like, do I get royalties off of that? <laughs> she's doing public appearances, club walkthroughs. I'm like, damn, yeah. I'm like, you want to do it? Yeah. What the fuck are you shooting? When my album coming out? <laughs> Might as well make an album. Everybody make it one these days. Word. And what about uh, LeBron James, man? I saw he's bumping the project too. That's crazy. Everybody was like, how about you pay LeBron to do that? I said, how the fuck am I pay a billionaire? Nigga? <laughs> <laughs> I, nigga, I don't have enough money to get him to do nothing, nigga. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, he just genuinely liked the music. And it's crazy because I, I saw him uh, during Super Bowl and I didn't think he liked my music. I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, But we both Midwest niggas. So right? I know he kind of yeah. knew something. I don't know, but he'd be bumping niggas' music and I'd be like, why are you bumping that? <laughs> like, Turn that shit off, LeBron. But, you know, I ain't know if he fucked with the music or not, you know what I'm saying? So when he told me at Super Bowl he fucked with, first of all, the nigga's huge, a huge human being. <laughs> he was standing behind me. I was like, what the fuck, nigga? You like security, I'm not, right? no, I'm not no little nigga, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, motherfucker, a gargantuan nigga like that, you like, hey. He like, yeah, nigga, I like the music. I was like, thank you, though. Glad you do. Glad you do, sir. But, uh, yeah, I, I love LeBron for that. I appreciate him for that, for real. Is Dion Warwick a fan? I saw you and her on a plane. Man. I sent that picture to my mama. She was like, what? <laughs> that was like, I, man, like I, I sat down next to her. We was both on the plane and I was like, man, I don't even want to. I'm like, this Dion. It was just a coincidence y'all was sitting together? Yeah, we were just sitting in first class, sitting together. I was like, damn, I'm sitting next to Dion. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to bother her. She said something to me, like, I don't know, asked me to grab something for her, put a bag up, and then that's the conversation just sparked and I just Being stopped. a gentleman, Freddie, see? Of course. That's what friends are for. That's Dion Ward, man. <laughs> like, you know, I had to, I was just soaking up whatever she was saying. I just sat and listened. I ain't even, I, I didn't say a word, you know. I was just totally polite and just, you know, glad to be in her presence, man. That was, that was, that was amazing. Well, what's the conversation about, man? I ain't telling you all Come that, on, man. It's the Red Radar Show, man. Dion Warwick dropping now, you know, news. You know who you, you, know you would tell? Nah, Not this she, podcast. I didn't even really tell her I was, I even did music, man. 
Mm. Oh, I did. was really just talking about like life stuff with her. I didn't say, yeah, I'm just rapping. What I look like? How the fuck I look promoting myself to Dion? Fuck, she gonna be like, oh yeah, baby, I'm gonna stream that thing right now. <laughs> Pull it up on my phone. I was just like, man, I'm from yeah. here. I'm just a young man from here. She obviously knew I was a, you know, a well-to-do nigga. I'm sitting in first class with her. <laughs> So I ain't have to tell ideas shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just, yeah, I'm up here doing my thing, you know what I mean? Speaking of what to do, like to go back to Jerry a little bit, Lambo, like how do you think you look back at it now? Like how did you guys overcome all the adversity? Because, you know, artists talk about being blackballed, right? Yeah. But it's a, but it's a thing. <laughs> you niggers are crazy. <laughs> blackballed. What the fuck? You are looking at the blackballed. I was going to say, like Freddie Gibbs and Lambo of Clan, they were definitely blackballed in this business, but you overcame it, like... I think just. I don't even know if we was blackballed. Yeah. I just think just certain niggas in position just didn't like us. And that's fine. You know what I mean? You don't got to like me as long as you respect me. Yeah. You don't even got to respect me. Like Kodak Black said, just don't disrespect me. Mm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's, it, it is what it is, man. I don't, I don't regret none of the things that we had to do to get where we're at. You know what I mean? Because it made us. It made us smarter. It made us better businessmen. We know us, a lot of things that people that took a different route don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they might know things we don't know, but it's like. We just, we kind of off-road it a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's all about timing. You know what I mean? Like, nigga, it's my yeah. time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't. We weren't ready you, you can't 10 years ago. So we, I was going to say, you look back at it, you think you weren't, you thought you were mm -hmm. ready, but you weren't when ready? When he was on the freshman cover, if he had gotten some deal back then and we had to put out his his debut, yeah. we wouldn't have known what to do. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I was still working at Stone's Throw. He was still doing whatever he was doing. And we were running around, like, trying to get people to pay attention. And yeah. it's like, I feel like as time passed, a lot of people fell off, a lot of new people popped up, and like mm -hmm. we kept going. You yeah. Know? Like that low and slow, like it's like there's a lot of fast food restaurants, but we just kept cooking, kept fixing our recipe, and then here mm. we are. And it's like, yeah. it's just time people were ready for it now. They weren't ready for it back then. Mm. Is that the thing about perspective? Like even the way you talk about Jeezy now and how you reflected on that, like right. is it just time and perspective that now you look back at it and you're like, okay, I was angry, but I understand why I was angry. And yeah, I was like, know? what the fuck was I doing? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you know, I, you know, during that, I, I regretted that shit the whole time that was going on. You know, like who want to be in like uh, in adversity with their, one of their favorite rappers? You know, like this is a guy that I look up to, admire, highly admire. You know, I didn't want to be and you know, in, in a, in a, have an issue with him at all. I ain't want that at all. But at the same time, I ain't want to be a bitch, mm -hmm. you know? I ain't want to look small, you know? Mm -hmm. And maybe that was, um, that, that, that train of thought or that form of thinking was probably immature of me at that time. And I'm man enough to look back and be like, yeah, you know what I mean? I could have yeah. really just shut the fuck up and put my head down and kept doing, I was going to get here anyway, this shit was written, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and I, I learned that a lot in the game, you know what I mean? I shouldn't have burnt that bridge then, but you know, I'm glad yeah. that, you know, we in a, a, a cool space now, we cordial, yeah. so that's great, that's all that matters. Had you wrote that verse down before you had ran into him, or was it connected? Uh, yeah. You already okay. recorded it? Yeah, that was already done, yeah. before I even seen him in the airport. Wow. Yeah, wow. so I wasn't, you know, it wasn't off of the, the experience. I was just like, you know, I gotta, I kinda gotta say this, you know what I'm saying, on, on yeah. this album, I can't wait no longer. Yeah. You know, I could, they, they got to come out like now, you know, so that's how I felt. I, and that felt good to get that shit off your chest, yeah. you know what I mean? Because, nigga, you beefing with all them goddamn young Jeezy fans, nigga. You, <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't want that. Fuck you. You don't like Jeezy. Like, I love Jeezy. Even, like, through the shit, you know, I never stopped bumping the music. Yeah. I never stopped. Yeah, this new shit never, hard, too. He got some that new shit. That shit is hard. I love yeah. that shit. That shit I is feel like he's fuck. really his fire, like, with that drunk with drama, yeah. you know? and, you know, and, and, and like... You know, it, it shows, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like you said, he getting back in his bag, 
And, um, you know, it was it was times where I didn't know if he was on that same, you know, Jeezy mm-hmm. shit again. And I was wrong, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, for not thinking that. But uh, that nigga definitely on this shit. And, you know, he one of the greatest of all time. And I salute him, you know, forever. You know what I mean? No matter what, he don't got to say a word to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But uh, I'm always going to, um, you know, big him up any chance I get now because, you know, he was a part of my uh, journey, you know? Yeah, talking about that journey, having like someone like Lambo in your corner as your manager and voice of reason has always been important to you. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga. Like, how do you do it, Lambo? (laughs) That wasn't my question. Lambo had a full full head of hair before he started. (laughs) (laughs) But on Black Illuminati, you talk about you were in a car accident, right? Yeah. Can you talk about that? Uh, I got a car accident in like 2013, I think. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I broke yeah. both of my shoulders. I got metal plates in my shoulders. Wow. Yeah. That's probably one of the worst days of my life too, because it's like, I'm like, fuck, damn. How am I going to do this shit alone? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if I want to do it. If he's, if, if he is badly hurt. Yeah. On the lyric, you said, if he didn't survive, this thing could have been over. Yeah. I probably would have went back in the streets. Wow. You know what I'm saying? doing what I had to do because it's like, I don't know. Not for nothing, man. Like, this this my best friend. You know what I mean? Like, Aww. this ain't just somebody that I talk to every day and work with. Like, I I talk to this person every day when I wake up. So, for him to be in that situation, like, hurting like that, I'm like, damn, like, what do I, you know, that really mentally, you know, put took a toll on me as well. You know, I know it was a physical thing for him, but I was just like, damn, man, like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't do it with nobody yeah. else but him. You know? I, what happened, Lambo? Someone hit you or... I had a seizure while I was making a left turn. What? I never had another seizure. Mm-hmm. It's like one time thing. I think I was dehydrated or something. Wow. Mm-hmm. And someone was in the car with me, so they grabbed the wheel mm-hmm. and turned the car, but I crashed in like a fire hydrant. Yeah, wow. Shout out to Britain. Yeah, Britain. <laughs> shout my out life to Britain. I was just at lunch That's my during dog. work. And uh, yeah, it was bad. I woke up in the stretcher. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's 20, so you have two metal plates. Must be a bitch yeah. going through the airport, right? It actually, it doesn't really set anything off. I got a card from the doctor, so... <laughs> You know, you need yeah. to get anything through. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Lambo got in an accident. It was fucked yeah. up because, like, that same day, I ain't going to say the niggas' names, but it was niggas hit me like, oh, who going to manage you now? I'm like, damn, bitch-ass nigga. You already putting their breath Already was putting that <laughs> wow, shit in. Like, you shitty-ass niggas, you know who the fuck you is, dog. <laughs> and when I see y'all, I don't be having no holler for y'all. Lambo might speak to y'all, but I'll be like, fuck <laughs> you, nigga. I'm always cordial. Yeah, he cordial. He's a good cop, bad cop. I'm non-confrontational. <laughs> you don't want to know? That's really important. Well, I was gonna say, how do you manage that when Freddie gets into <laughs> all these volatile situations? <laughs> I feel like where is Lambo and how does Lambo stay away from? It's like yin and yang. It's like it's like you gotta separate the pimp from the bun or whatever. whatever. <laughs> we do. We do. We, we just we, we it, that's why it works though. We we live differently. It's like. But then you see when this motherfucker get mad and I gotta play tonight. When we <laughs> it like, last time you like, oh, put Freddie in check. Nah, but we doing negotiations. He be the dog. He fucking wow. with the people. You know what? Fuck you, motherfuckers. That's. <laughs> And they like, Freddie, why is Lambo so... We had lunch last week. You were amazing. I'm telling him, I'm like, hey, I don't know. You know how these guys are, man. He's he's high strung, man. He's on that coffee, man. You know what I mean? He's off that coffee, dog. I don't know. Sipping on those beans. I don't know, man. You know how he is, man. Just just give him take, give him a couple days, man. So, but how do you have those tough conversations with each other? Like, it, it doesn't. We've been doing it for friendship. so long. We've been doing it so like, long, man. It is we what cuss it is, each other man. out and get off the phone. We might not and be talk right for back. a day and then yeah, we get back we'll to it. Right back. We'll never be like that. You know, we're not trying to stop. Stop what we're doing mm-hmm. over some like. Yeah. But whatever. we don't lie to each other. Yeah. We, if we don't like some, we just be like, oh. I'll hit him. I, I, hit, I feel the vibe. I'll be like, he be like, mm. Mm. <laughs> and I'll yeah. be like, uh, he know when I don't want to do some shit. Like, like, but he know when it's beneficial for me because I know he's not gonna 
bug me about some shit that is not beneficial. Like, okay, like case in point, uh, Pain and Strife mm-hmm. on the album. He gave me that beat at the beginning of the process. Love the beat, amazing as fuck. I didn't know what I could do to it. I was like, man, I don't know. That ain't, I ain't, that ain't giving me what I need right now. Leave me alone. He kept bugging me with this fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> every, every fucking day to the last day we was doing it, and I did, and I was like, oh, this shit came my heart. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So he, he, you know, he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna bug I me. Pick my spot. Yeah, he gonna, you know, he gonna definitely make his point known. And be like, yo, man, we need to do this. So, you know. but one final question, that vein level, does, does Freddie's lifestyle concern you at times? It's, it's, it's I mean, cool. that's my friend and brother, so I just want him to be safe and healthy. Mm-hmm. Like he he got to live his way, and I got to live my way. Like he's a, he's an adult. <laughs> I can't hit him every time he says something I don't agree with. He's not going to hit me if he doesn't agree with. Me. It is what it is. Like yeah. we're, we're different people, but that's what works. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like I said. Like first the fat boys break up. Every day I wake up to see what he said on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Freddie, why do you, why is social media such a such a challenge for you? Like, why do you mm. why do you love to stir things up in that? A challenge you made me seem handicapped. <laughs> such a challenge for you. Oh, no, it's not anymore. He's back on Instagram, mm-hmm. man. Are you back? I got my Freddie Gibbs back. Amazing. No one's ever got an account back besides you, Freddie. Zach Fox. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Zach he's Fox. worse than me. Yeah. Shout out to Zach Fox. Shout you are Zach. a fucking treacherous dog on social media. <laughs> he's a bad they influence. Fuck with me. And then they let you get your shit. That shit crazy, man. I've been in Instagram jail for three years, dog. Like, <laughs> let me out. You was know that CIA that did it? That made you get back on, get the yeah, hand back? When I see it, when I shouted them bastards out, crack Instagram and AIDS. <laughs> like, hey, that's a, that's, a, that's a song? They, they took it out of context and gave it back. Yeah, gave it back. They fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But Zuckerberg, the metaverse. Y'all, look, I, nigga, I'm kicked off Facebook. Yeah. But do you consider yourself like you, you don't think you're a troll, right? You just have, like to have fun with this these mediums. Yeah, I just like to have fun. You know what I'm saying, and like make jokes and shit. Crazy comedian. Yeah, it be funny shit. Niggas get mad, and I understand it sometimes. You know what I mean? I get it, but you know, it's it's, it's me. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop being me. You know what I mean? Like it's certain shit I draw the line at. Like I ain't gonna talk about your kids or your you know mm-hmm. no shit like that. But like anything else, ain't nothing off limits, man. Cause do you feel like most rappers won't do that? Is that also part of it? Like you're like you'll crack on somebody because like most rappers but I don't take do that. It. If they make a joke about me back, I'll be like, okay, hell yeah, that's Freddie goes to fuck. the roast battle. Yeah. Oh, at the comedy yeah. store, yeah. everyone's yeah. roasting each other. Yeah, yeah, I don't give a fuck about no shit like that. Sometimes I'll hit him and be like, you know, not everything's a roast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, motherfuckers just take themselves too seriously nowadays. Yeah. You know, saying rappers, they just everybody just like too like. You know, why so serious? That's just I'm like, why? Like, you know. Yeah. Okay. If y'all want me, if y'all want me to be the villain, I'm the easiest motherfucker to beef with in mm-hmm. the rap game. It's like, it's like motherfuckers like like to use it for promo because they know I'm gonna say something back to their motherfucking ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because like, I love everybody at the end of the day. <laughs> We've always found at, you to be a nice man. Day, I love everybody, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, we all, you know. Young black men being prosperous, doing what we got to do, you know, in this thing. Um, and it's going to be disagreements and discrepancies, you know, along the way. Um, I hate when it get violent, mm-hmm. you know, because niggas die and stuff like that. I, I don't love that end of it, you know what I mean? But um, at the same time, I don't go around perpetuating the violence, you know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, a lot of that come my way because, you know, when you this, that, and the third, you know, everybody want to see it. They want to test it. They want to see it in 3D. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and like I said, I hate that end of it, but in this thing that we doing, 
with, with rap music and just this whole hip hop thing. Like, man, this shit is very, very dangerous. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's a very dangerous profession to be in. Yep. You know what I mean? This shit is like, <sighs> shit. Last, what? We just had another death. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. RP takeoff. Like, that is, that that's sickening. You know what I mean? To yeah. see, you know, somebody that, you know, made something of himself, uh, made a, a Hall of Fame rap career, mm -hmm. you know, and he can't even celebrate it no more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All because of some some petty shit, yep. you know? And, um, you know, I just look at that situation and look at, you know, a lot of the situations that I've been in and overcame, you know, that could have easily, you know, been me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, look at, and, and then the fuck part about all of this shit in this, in this rap game is it's like, you got two choices with this shit. Embarrassment or death. Hmm. Now, with that incident that just happened, if somebody would have beat him up or something, maybe took a pieces of his jewelry or something like that, y'all niggas would be making memes about that nigga today. Up, hmm. uh, he, whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, wow. Academic, oh, shit. Look at him. He got robbed. He's just this. It'll be a fucking meme. But he died. Oh. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it's like, nigga, embarrass the fuck out of me. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want the death. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? But as a motherfucking rapper, as an especially as a rapper, that's the two fucking choices you got. Hmm. Embarrassment or death. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. if you would have gave it up, y'all would be laughing at him. Mm -hmm. If PNB Rock would have just gave it up, y'all mm -hmm. probably would have been laughing at him. Mm -hmm. You would have been calling him a sucker, a bitch. Yeah. Mm hmm. You don't know what the fuck that shit do to a nigga's psyche. Mm. Right. You got to get up every day on social media and look at that shit that you think he a bitch. Yeah, it's you trauma. Know, it could be trauma. What the fuck yeah. you think he might do after that? Mm -hmm. He might hurt somebody or go out there and get hurt again. Mm. So, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, we really got to, you know, with this rap shit, we really got to start corralling each other, really, you know, shit, taking each other in and, and really being a community, man. You know what I mean? Because we not. We yeah. all against each other. Yeah. We got our own fucking worst enemy, dude. I feel yeah. like rap's a genre where we don't celebrate longevity. We don't. Like in rock music and, and other genres where it's like, it's great to be Neil Young or, or Bruce Springsteen or somebody. Like, it's it's cool mm -hmm. to be old. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in rap, it's like, you're popping, and when you're not popping, it's like, mm -hmm. you're done. You know what I mean? But why can't a rapper be doing stuff till they're 70? Mm. You know what I mean? I see you on tour of the gorillas now, right? I'm trying to get, I'm about to. <laughs> about to be a fucking rock star. Fuck this rap shit, man. This rap shit I dangerous. Just, I just leaving us for Ain't nobody fighting at no rock concerts. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no shootout after no gorilla show. Ain't none of that. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody getting robbed. Like, the ain't gorillas no ain't like embarrassing that. me, buddy. Nah, hell no. Nah, I'm good. I will rap with them motherfuckers all day long. <laughs> for real, all day. So. So just doing spot dates with them. Hopefully, we about okay. to put that together though. I love them. I popped out with them. Norway. Yeah, man, I go into it with Guns and Roses, nigga. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Let's do this shit. We've we've yeah. always done stuff outside the box. Like, yeah, like we were always embracing other genres and like alternative audiences yeah. and media and stuff since the beginning. Right, it was, always, it was by design, you know. When you had that uh, the incident overseas in Europe, you know, um, during the case. Uh, you had a lyric that you said something about uh, the warden put you in the hole for not rapping for the guards. Yeah. Was that pertaining to that? <laughs> yeah, so I was in, um, 
what jail was the Sace jail in like South France or whatever. And then like the French, like they woke me up one night and it was, it was like three of the COs and they was just outside the cell, just like on their phone, Googling me or whatever the fuck. And it was like, oh yeah, you a rapper, rapper. They was trying to make He's me a rapper. Like, yeah, they was like freestyle. <laughs> I was like, what nigga? I felt like this was like some straight Sambo, Jim Crow type <laughs> shit, my nigga. I, I, I was like, they was like, yeah, freestyle right now. Freestyle. And I was like, you don't even speak English. I was like, suck my dick, nigga. They speak. Oh, now them motherfuckers speak English. Oh, they speak English. They speak English when it's convenient for them. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? When you want to talk to them and you, they don't. They be like, oh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they speak English when they need to speak it to you. When they want to get their point across to your black ass, they be like, hey, nigga. Guess what? Rap, nigga. You understand that? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, nah, y'all niggas suck my dick. They said, oh, suck your dick. Go to the hole. Put my ass in the hole. Politely tell you things like, you still, they kept coming like, you still want to suck dick? I said, yeah, suck my dick, nigga. Fuck y'all. So you was at a French hole. The French hole. Ugh, that sounds <laughs> it real. Sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely was in the fucking hole. This shit, it's the same. Motherfuckers ask me, how's jail in uh, Europe? Is it different in America? No, motherfucker. Jail is jail. You can't go outside. Yeah. Nigga. How's <laughs> jail? <It's> jail. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's whack. <laughs> it's whack. It's whack. Whack, nigga. I'm not sitting in jail, nigga. I have a Maybach. How's Hollywood treating you? <laughs> Starring you on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hollywood's great. Okay. It's definitely great, man. I hopefully, you know, I shoot some more movies. I want to shoot a movie with Don Cheeto. That's my favorite actor right Finally. now. Finally. Twins. <laughs> Twins. Twins. Look, every day I text him, I'll be like, every time somebody say we look alike, he like, he, he he's so tired of that shit. I'll show you the text message <laughs> on my phone. He be like, I'm tired of this shit. He said, look, nigga, we don't have to do a duel. Old mm. school duel, because we can't be on the earth together, no more. <laughs> I said, all right, if I win, then you got to let me play War Machine, nigga. That'd be hard. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> they need to just throw me in there as his little brother or yeah. something. Baby War Machine. Gotta work. Put me in that motherfucker, dog. <laughs> let me put on the... <laughs> Come on, let's do it. I, I think it'll work. But you definitely are a change man, though, Fred. I was surprised to see that you're reading now, too. Nigga, what the fuck you said? <laughs> You just learned how to read. Yeah, what the Jim Crow shit is we on? I bet I see you read and I nigga. I see his Lambo to let you read. They gonna be making oh, memes. Right. They gonna be putting us like, Wait, I wanna hear, like I wanna, Samuel Jackson and, and Leonardo DiCaprio. I wanna hear, I wanna hear how, he clean, how he cleans this up. Uh, no, I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, clean that shit up. Because you said that <laughs> the book that you were reading was life changing. Specifically, the, book, the ethical slut. I, I, I didn't heard about. That's it. a great. It's a great book. Okay. So yeah, I just want to know. How <laughs> Get the book, man. Get the book book. <laughs> Read it, nigga. Beat us book club. Beat us book club. Available now. Hey, yeah. Now we gonna start beat our book club. So I'm we gotta here. have a spelling bee or something oh, to yeah, settle yeah, this. We gotta do something. That we gotta have a don't spelling bee since you think a nigga can't read. I know you can. <laughs> nigga, you know I was a spelling champion in second grade, motherfucker. Let's go. Nigga, I was an honor student. I don't, give him a word. Give him a word. We got spell. Mississippi. Oh no! Don't fuck me up. Mississippi. What's what? Mississippi. Mississippi. Nigga, no. There's a lot of S's in that motherfucker. I ain't about to fuck that up on camera. I fucked up a bad, easy-ass word and lost my uh, spelling bee uh, champion crown. Really? And in third grade. I was the first grade champion in second grade. I was to kindergarten niggas. I was beating them what niggas' ass, too. Hmm. What word was it? I'm embarrassed to say. 
You were young. I, I was a third grade spelling bee. I was supposed to be the, the, the royal champion, nigga, of the world. Mm. I was going to go in there with them white kids on ESPN <laughs> ships. What's the shit? Y'all niggas laughing, but I was I was about to be the spelling bee champion of the world, nigga. And then I, I lost on that word and I was discouraged. What's the first quit. letter? The word was grammar, man. Grammar. Easy ah, as fuck. Wow. They was like, this was for the championship. They was like, spell grammar. I was like, oh, fuck y'all. I got this. G-R-A-M-M-E-R. They was like, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I fucked up. Mental mistake. Fucked off my whole spelling bee career. If only Nelly like, had been out, he would have known. Damn. Yeah, see? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the time I looked at that album, I was like, damn, I fucked that word. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger Dumb warning. ass, nigga. <laughs> but we definitely loving uh, Triple S, though, man. So, Thank so you. Yes. And I'm reading now and you shit. Reading now. I'm reading now. <laughs> I was reading now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Goddamn, be not. <laughs> Cancel be not for that one, man. What are, what are the Jim Crow shit we got going on? He's going to take it to his buddy Joe Rogan's podcast, man. Oh, no man, you know what, B-Dot, my album, I got the best album out right now, but you didn't put me back on your list. Oh, oh shit, let's go. Me. What's going Ooh. on with your list, B-Dot? The, the list, list is coming, coming out yeah, yeah. I should be number one on that motherfucker Seven. again. I, I had you as, uh, in 2020, the number one number rapper. One. Yep. Not, Very controversial. It was controversial. A lot of people- Wait, you gave him number one that year? I yeah. gave him number one oh, uh, yeah, in 2020. Mad, yeah. I, was, I was studying the clubhouse conversation, seeing who in the industry was dissing us. Because people be like, I thought he was a comedian. Really, B-Dot List got me a lot of beef. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What did I do? It made a lot of niggas not like me. I think oh, it got man. you a lot of beef, but it also got you people paying attention, too. It was a combination. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I love it all. It Come on, nigga. Like, we, used to work, we used to lurk in those combos and take notes about who's talking. Like, uh. I think definitely 2020, the score. he was like the best rapper. He had, uh, you know, the freestyles. You had the album. Yeah, you, I mean, think you, put was, a, you, you put a lot of attention on me. You put a lot of attention on me. I like the niggas. That's a great album. Mad. L.A. Leakers freestyle. You were checking off a lot of boxes that year. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I think that had to be recognized. I think I checked all the boxes this year, and I should be the number one or number two or something like that. I, I think the I think the album's definitely in he's the only, conversation. He's only accepting Kodak Black. I'm only, yeah, either the only person <laughs> is like Kodak Black. You know what I'm saying? I like I like Lil Baby album. Um, nah, yeah. Man. I would, sure. I would say to be fair though. I'm gonna be in there. I'm gonna be on your list. I'm not worried nah, about nah, it. No, you'll, 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 will definitely make some. I just think that from the top of the year till now, you, you were kind of cool for a while. You know what I'm saying? I was Musically, chilling. chilling. So it's hard. I was to... recording the album, nigga. Okay. I'm sorry. And reading. <laughs> he was reading. reading. <laughs> he was reading. He was learning how to read. <laughs> learning how to read. <laughs> I was learning how to read. He was nah. studying. <laughs> this is definitely one of, uh, definitely one of your best projects. I'm torn yeah, between I, Alfredo I, and this as. Yeah, I think that this is the first, this is probably the latest we ever dropped in a year. Yeah. We usually drop earlier in a year. So I think that this kind of gave us a little time. I think Fetty time. was October, but that was like yeah. Freddie, Fetty. I like it like that yeah. though, because I feel like you end the year on a great yeah. note. You know what I mean? Going into 2023, I'm still going to be the best nigga with the best album out. So I like that though. Like the fact that you want to be the best. Like, you know, a lot of rappers are just, I guess you could say in it for the check. They're not competitive. You want to be the best. Yeah, I want to be, yeah, one of the, when you talk about best rappers, I want to be one of those. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you done, when I'm done rapping, like if you, I ask myself every day, I'd be like, yo, if, when you finished, if it's a rap hall of fame, would you go? I think I'm gonna go. Mm. So that's, that's, you know, that's the standard I live by, you know? First Ooh. ballot. Yeah, first, first ballot. ballot. Yellow jacket, goddammit. <laughs> Reading. It's <laughs> <for> the middle. <laughs> He's never going to leave you alone with that. I'm never going to. I'm about to get on Twitter. And, oh. <laughs> no, not social media. No. No. I'm about to get on Twitter. Man, you're going to damage the rap right off brand, man. I'm, I'm trying to, to build stuff here. I'm about to make that meme with Samuel L. Jackson hugging Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Like B dot said, they let me read, nigga. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love you, that man. Oh my god. Oh man, we love, love you man. guys, man. Way back till now, man. Man, lost the Texas days, bobbing in the streets till on. now. Oh my god, bro. drinking uh, Long Island iced teas. Dude, that was so ghetto. <laughs> we were so ghetto back there. We were doing all these. Roaming the streets, doing Roaming like eight, show, eight shows in one day. Yeah, yeah it was for Ugh. free. Ten minute sets. <laughs> Damn, bunch of musty ass niggas in a bar eating bad barbecue. Eating bad barbecue. Yeah, it was some bad barbecue. I mean, it was bad. It was making your stomach hurt. They got some good shit down there too. Yeah. Though, we didn't know at the time. We didn't know at the time. We definitely didn't know. I'd be in Austin a lot too. I'd be doing comedy shows down there. Wow, comedy too. Oh yeah, Joe. I saw. I saw uh, some. You of You got to come see my stand up. That's why I really talk shit about the rappers. Mm. Yeah, oh, do man. another one at the comedy store. Because that's no holes bar. Are you gonna battle T? Is T I doing comedy? Uh, no, nah, we not doing a goddamn comedy battle. <laughs> it's battle, man. You Hell no, nigga. Rap battle, <laughs> none of that shit. Shout out to T I. I like what he's doing, but nah, I ain't doing no motherfucking. But I saw some of the, like because you get a lot of critical claim. Might have been. Of was Pitchfork, one of those things. They were mad because you had Joe Rogan and all the comedians and the skits and the segments. Like, you're yeah. ruining this classic rap song with Joe Rogan at the end. Oh, fuck them niggas. Joe Rogan, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and, but look, the black community owed me for going on Joe Rogan and letting him and letting him know, like, hey, nigga, don't say nigga no more. Mm. You, you, That's you, my you did nigga, that for us? Yeah, I did that for us. Y'all <laughs> niggas don't never give me my credit, nigga. <laughs> I'm making strides for the community and shit. Reading and shit now. <laughs> Toward literacy. Toward literacy. Yeah. I just upped the black literacy <laughs> percentage. Thank you. We should launch Rap Radar. Yeah, Rap Radar. <laughs> rap yeah. Radar. Book club. Yeah, Rap Radar podcast. Rap Radar podcast, man. Rap we'll, we'll read a book and talk about it. Yeah. The Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird. I love it. I love it. Basic ass books. <laughs> Right, well, guys, guys, I appreciate you guys coming yeah. through. Yeah, with yeah. Us. yeah. Appreciate yeah. y'all having us, man. Yeah, bro. So, so separately, stream that shit now, man. Definitely, please yeah. do that right now, man. We need it. Wrap it up, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Read, motherfucker. Read. Read now. Read now. Read now. Rap Radar is Interval presents original production from Hyperhouse, produced by Laura Wasser, hosts and producers Elliot Wilson and Brian B. Miller from Interval presents. Executive Producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Executive Producer, Paul Rosenberg. Recording Engineer, Brian Curley. Editing and Sound Design by Mike Dorsey. Operations Lead, Sarah Yu. Business Development Lead, Sheffy Allenswag. And Marketing Lead, Samara Still. Listen on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts.